and welcome to episode one of Know the Neo. I'm Brianna Smith, and I'm here with our guest, Mr. Meechin, today. Hey, Brianna. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing good. How are you today? I'm good. I'm super excited to, to be your first podcast guest. We are, too. Okay, so can you tell us a little bit about yourself today? Um, sure. So, like, you want to know, like, 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 not just about Mr. Meechin school-wise, like, Mr. Yeah. Meechin, like, in general. So, um, I've been in Osceola County uh, for... This is my 17th year in, in education in the, in the county. Um, I'm originally from Boston, Massachusetts. I grew up in, in a, a, a pretty diverse community north of Boston. And um, I hated snow and, and all the stuff that you get up north. So I decided to move to Florida in, in like 2004. And I've been here ever since. I have a, a wife, uh, Angela. She's an elementary school teacher. And I have two kids. Uh, I have my son, Jack, who's in fourth grade. And my daughter Kennedy, who is in uh, second grade, so. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. All right. Was this your original career choice? If not, what was it, and why? Um. <laughs> so I wanted to be a dentist. Um, really? Like yeah, growing up through school, uh, ironically, and then um, you know. To be to be completely transparent for you uh, or with you guys, uh, you know, school was never something that came easy to me. Yeah. Um, I I really didn't. Uh, I didn't have a lot of great teachers. I had a few, and I can name them still. You know, um, but I didn't have a lot of great teachers, and I was not super engaged in the process. So, um. Yeah, as I grew older, you know, moving into to later years in high school, I decided like, what do I want to do for the rest of my life um, to get paid and um, make a living? And and teaching is where I decided to kind of hang my hat. Um, and I went into it with the mindset that um, that there's a lot of change that needs to happen in education in general. Uh, like I think traditional education is extremely boring. Um, you know, and, and, and here we are, you know, many, many years later at Neo city and we're really trying to, to kind of disrupt, you know, that, that, that traditional type of education. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. You said you can name your favorite teachers. Can you tell us about a couple of them? Yeah. Um, so Mr. McGinnis, um, Mr. McGinnis was my social studies teacher and I was actually, I was a social studies teacher, um, myself. So I think he kind of, um, I, I learned the importance of of our past on our future in his class, and he was able to draw that connection. Uh, that was a class where I tended to get better grades than, than my others. However, my favorite teacher um, of all time was a, a, a lady named Katrina Burnell, and um, she was actually my Latin teacher. In Massachusetts, all high school students have to take one year of Latin. Um, which is like super, like when we talk about like traditional, like that's super traditional and it makes no sense whatsoever because <laughs> um, it's an archaic language and it's not spoken anymore. So, but nonetheless, that's what we had to do. Um, and I was not a very good Latin student. I was, a, I was like a, a C or D Latin student. Um, but I can tell you that uh, Miss Bruno was a teacher that never, ever gave up on me. Um, no matter how much of a pain in the butt I was and how much extra help I needed, she was somebody that could see beyond just like the academic performance. And I think she's the person that probably impacted me the most in terms of like 
building of relationships and how important that is with kids in education in particular. So, you know, I think her, her impact on me was probably um, the most profound. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, she's super cool. Super cool. The cool, I'll tell you one more thing about her. I got to my senior year of college um, before we graduate, all of the education majors um, got to invite a teacher back to their to the campus and um, we had to write a letter to them and read the letter. So I was able to do that my senior year of college um, and was able to invite her out and, and read my letter to her about the impact that she had had on my life. And it was a really cool full circle moment because the D Latin student that I was right um, four years later was graduating, you know, from college, getting ready to, to go into the classroom myself. Um, and it was a really, really cool moment. And I hope it spoke to her as much as it spoke to me about like how important the role that, that a really good teacher can play. That's so, so cool. Yeah, it was awesome. All right. Um, what are some of your best memories from high school? Oh, man. Um, Best memories of high school. You know, I, I actually, I went to a different high school my freshman year than I did my other three years. Um, I grew up in a pretty rough neighborhood um, north of Boston. And uh, my mom wanted to try to, I, I'm ra- I was raised by a single mom. Um, and she, you know, really tried to like understand the importance of education and kind of get me out of that, that lifestyle. However, um, the school I went to my freshman year was not very diverse. Um, and to be honest with you, I had grown up always with diversity in my life. So it wasn't, it didn't work for me. Um, and my mom figured that out. So after the ninth grade year, I, I went to, to the school that I graduated from, Lynn English High School. Um, and, you know, I had a lot of, I, I have, I have a, a huge network of friends um, still today. Uh, that that I'm connected with. In fact, a couple of the guys that spoke when we had that speaker series before the winter break, um, they are friends still from high school. And um, you know, some of the greatest people that I lean on, you know, whether it's you know personal advice or professional advice now, because uh, we're kind of all scattered throughout the United States in a variety of different roles. Um, I still, those friendships, like I, they, they're, I don't have any brothers or sisters. So like I'm a single parent, only child. So like super boring at my house. <laughs> um, so I never had like siblings. So those are, that's my extended network of like my brotherhood. Right. So I think those, the memories that I have with those guys, you know, I played soccer in high school. I was not super great. That's why I didn't go and play in college. Um, but, uh, you know, it was, those things were a lot of fun, but I think the relationships that I, that I made with my, my friends are probably the most, most impactful, you know, moments of high school. So you, you have to cherish those things. Like your good friends, the friends that you have like really deep roots with, um, those, those relationships will last. I think a lot of people tell you sometimes like, oh, they're, they're just your high school friends. Like they, you won't ever see them again when you go to college. And that's not accurate. That's not true. You know, we're scattered all over the country. Um, we all have families or no families and, and just doing different, different types of stuff. And we still are connected. In fact, we're, we have a zoom call tonight, like that we're all getting together. Um, so I guess that's the benefits of like the pandemic is kind of like giving us access cause we wouldn't have done that, you know, normally, but so, you know, those, the relationships that I've made in high school are, are the best. Yeah. That sounds fun. Yeah. Um, all right. What was your biggest failure and how did you overcome it? 
man. Biggest failure. Um, you know, when, when I started, my biggest failure was when I, I, I would say my first year or two in the classroom um, teaching kids. I thought it was going to be really easy. You know, like I thought we could just come in and be like, oh, you're going to read chapter two tonight and you're going to do the five section review questions and you're going to get a really good U.S. history education like because of that. Right. <laughs> and I quickly learned that, A, that's not how kids are wired um, for sure. B, that does not equate to a quality education. So... I had to learn um, from the mistakes that I made my first couple years in 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 the classroom, you know. And I, I apologize to those students for the <laughs> the year of uh, of of really ineffective education that I probably put them through. And uh, you know that I, I'm a big self reflector um, and looking back at 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 what we can learn from our mistakes. And I think that that's probably why. You know, I think failure is an important part of this school. I think I think being able to do it in a safe environment and learn from your mistakes, um, I think is a really important aspect. I think that I think we all need to to take a be able to take a step back and reflect sometimes on our work. Not an, not enough people do that. Um, and when you guys get to college and when you get to the real world and you get to the workforce, you're going to see that there are people that are very stagnant and that will stay status quo um, or will will execute things that they don't really believe in, you know, and will never push back. And I think that those things can be done. They have to be done, obviously, in a, the right format. Um, but those things are important. Like if you're going to be a change maker, which I hope all of you guys will be, um, you have to be brave enough to, to take those steps too. So, yeah, that was kind of like a long rambling <laughs> Like, I got on my soapbox there for a minute, so yeah. I apologize. No, it's okay. <laughs> All right. Speaking of the importance of different things, such as change and embracing change, yeah. how do you feel about public speaking? Um, well, I, I, do, I do some public speaking in my, um, which is becoming f- far and few between in, in my spare time. Um, I, I think being able to, to connect with an audience of people uh, is a really important um, characteristic, particularly if you have, um, if you have profound ideas, right? Like, like sometimes people look at high school kids and they don't think that they're capable of going out and making an impact on the world. And here our mission is like driven by that, right? Um, I completely disagree with that sentiment. I think high school students have a lot to say, and I think we can learn a lot from that. And I think the difference though is, how do you communicate that, right? So like, can you get up and stand and deliver a, a clear and coherent message? Um, that's a really important and like really important skill set. And there are adults today, like I'll go to professional development and you can ask some of your teachers, say, just ask them like, how's the professional development that you go to? And, and I think you'll be surprised by the lack of quality that we see sometimes, you know? And that's not isolated to Osceola by any means. That's that's everywhere. Um, and the same thing exists in the corporate world. There are people that get up there and they, you know, they have a, a slide deck that just looks sloppy or it has way too much fonts. Like you can't even read what they're what they're trying to say, you know. 
and those people, they're not valuing the message that they, that they want to portray, right? Like it, it, it requires time and effort and it requires you to be able to command um, an audience. I don't expect anybody to be able to do that without practice. Um, but I think the public speaking component is, is a really essential piece of being able to communicate your ideas. Definitely. Do you think professional development should be like implemented at a younger age, like even with high school students? Man, that's a great question. Um, yeah, I do. Um, I, I absolutely do. So we uh, last year, actually, uh, this past weekend was rodeo, rodeo Day weekend. And last year we hosted our first Impact, um, which was like a mini conference. We hosted it here on campus. We didn't do it this year because of the pandemic, but we plan on bringing it back for next school year. So one of the changes that we were going to make was actually to offer a half, a full half day of the impact that was led by student speakers instead of adult speakers. And it's professional development for teachers. But what we wanted students to be able to do is also submit proposals to, to create sessions and be able to tell teachers things that they wanted them to know. So I think that, yeah, I think, I think two things, right? I think professional development led by students for teachers would be like mind-blowing. And I also think that you guys getting access to some sort of development. Now, we probably wouldn't call it professional development because you're not professionals yeah. yet, which is a good thing, right? You want to <laughs> take your time and enjoy high school. Um, but I think that that process, I think that that's, I think that's really, I think those things are really cool and really, really important. No, for sure. Like, I know there's a bunch of, like, summer camps and stuff that do just, like, leadership things. Yeah, yep, yep. And hopefully, like... You know, we're going to continue to refine our ambassador program here. And I think that that's going to become it's going to become a, a, a bigger feature of it. Um, there's going to be more, you know, more requirements of it. You know, we're still a baby school like we're, we're only three years old, you know. Um, so, you know, as we continue to grow too, um, you know, those those programs are going to continue to refine and, and grow as well. You know, so th those things are are exciting to see kind of what what's going to what's in store and what's to come. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, um, so, all right, we got some questions from our people here at Neo City. Okay, all right, let's hear them. Let's do it. So, some of our juniors are wondering if Meechin Bucks are coming back, and for those of us that are freshmen and sophomores, yeah. can you tell us a little bit about those places? Okay, so yeah, so Meechin Bucks, so I had zero to do with Meechin Bucks. Meechin Bucks were a, pro were a direct result of Mr. Von Rensel's class, so I, <laughs> I, I put the, 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 uh, the blame square on his shoulders, um, but basically, as one of their their Photoshop projects, they created these dollars. And you guys probably like went to middle schools that had like PBIS programs. They probably did like dollars and stuff like that. So that's what they they created. Like they created a dollar. It had my head on it, of course. Um, I think I was like as like a transformer as well. Like my head was like on a transformer body um, because that was like the big thing in Photoshop in our first year of the school. Uh, so they developed these Meechin dollars and they were like, can we, can we start to implement this as like part of our PBIS? But we are looking to bring PBIS back next year. So I'm sure that we could probably figure out a way uh, to make that happen. They could cash those in for like dress down days and stuff like that. So um, I will, I will certainly put Meechin bucks back <laughs> on our list when we go to PBIS training this summer. Sound good? Yeah. yeah. All right, cool. All right. So now... Everyone's heard about your scooter that you sometimes yeah, ride around yep, school. Yep. So let's talk about it, right? Yeah. What happened to it? We haven't seen yeah, it in a while. No, it's so I I've I've busted it out a couple couple times. Um, uh, to be honest with you, I'm trying to get my steps in, and the <laughs> scooter really like uh, inhibits that 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 ability. Um, it's still in my office. I I will I will I'll probably bring it out. Um, you know, a few more times. 
Uh, but right now I've been trying to get my steps in. So that's really been, yeah, I know maybe a little, a little disappointing, but I'll, I'll definitely bring it out. So, All right. yeah. yep. and then does your scooter have a name? It does not. <laughs> my scooter does not have a name. So I am, I'm totally open to suggestions. Uh, of course, so long as they're school appropriate, but yeah, we can, <laughs> we can definitely take suggestions. So if you want to email me, shoot me an email. I'm right. happy to, to take, uh, take, uh, suggestions for names. We we'll can get do that. You some of those. Yeah, that would be awesome. That would be very, very cool. All right. Well, thank you for interviewing with us today. Yeah. Thanks for letting me, um, I think this is a great idea. Um, and I'm really excited uh, for you guys to kind of push uh, through and, and, and do this. I think your questions were, are great. And um, I'm hopeful that you'll, you'll be able to capture some other staff members and stuff and, and really get some unique perspective from things like that they, you wouldn't normally get to know about them, for right? Sure. So um, congratulations on your first podcast. It's good you. stuff. Yeah, my pleasure.